Hello and welcome everyone to the Great Modern Podcast. This is Amir, your host as always, and today I'm joined by two guests. So we have uh, our first guest, we have Kai. Yeah, I'm, I'm Kai. Right now I make beats. I've been making beats for like five to six years. And yes, basically what I do. Okay, cool. And then for our second guest, we have... Hachi, yeah. So, yeah, my name's Hachi. That's my, what do you call it, artist name or whatever. That's just what people call me. I've been doing music for like, since I was a little kid. And my dad, my dad's a DJ. My dad taught me how to DJ since I was a you know, little, little kid. Taught myself instruments growing up. And then now I just make music and I engineer for myself. And yeah. Okay. Well, great to have you both here on the podcast. Um, like I said at the start, this episode is going to be mainly about music production. We're going to touch a little bit on how that affects culture and then not only our culture here in the U.S., but also just popular culture, uh, including online and social media and how that's going to affect us later on or what we think we would see in the future as well. So we're going to start out just what kind of tools do both of you use? What do you think is the main tool that you could not make music without? The software that I use is, oh, I use Ableton and FL Studio. Okay. And then, like, my equipment, I just got, like, my computer and then my speakers and keyboard. But what I'd say is, like, my most important thing that I could not make music without is definitely the computer and the software. Those are, like, the two. Like, you, yeah. you, you need those to make the music. Like, you can't make it without those. Yeah. I could, I could... If I I've if I had like FL Studio anywhere, you know, like what do you call it? It's still FL Studio, it's the same FL Studio. It's the same, you know, it's the same Pro Tools, it's the same Ableton, it's the same whatever, you know? So yeah. as long as that I have that software, then I could really do it anywhere and on your computer. Okay. So that's interesting because it seems like at least nowadays when you go and you hear about not only artists on, you know, applications like Spotify but also apps like SoundCloud people usually make music on their own and the main tool that they say that they can go without like both of you said is their computer do you think that there's any other modern instrument that you could use in combination or instead of a computer that would bring about a similar effect because when you go and you look back you see that you know you don't have as much variation in the kind of tunes that you can make when you have just the the set instruments no now there's a, a little bit more leeway with what you can make and the sounds that you can create do you think that there's anything modern that would take this the place of your computer yeah actually i don't think it would do it as well as like a computer or a software but there's like guitar pedals and all kinds mm -hmm. of hardware like that that you can like create loops so you can like play something on your guitar right mm -hmm. and then you press a button on the pedal and it loops what you just made and you can loop and layer different stuff on top of each other that's crazy <laughs> i would just say like phones i guess because you know like slowly people are like using their phones and like slowly it's the quality is just getting better and better and now you have people who just blew up just from you know rapping on their phones like people like young chris or whatever just like they only rap on their phones inside their bedroom inside their closet or something and they're just like you know they're doing really well 
Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the the number two. I mean, that's really interesting that you mentioned that, Kai, because it doesn't seem like there would be any substitute because of how many resources there are on a computer, but that's a fair point. You see a lot of bands also using different types of hardware that isn't necessarily as complicated as a computer, and they can do things like loops, like you said. And then Hachi, like, especially when it comes to, to new users, having your phone is something that everybody has access to 100 percent. yeah people nowadays who start music like they start like with their phones like they start just making music on their phones like people like x xxx tentacion started on his phone juice world started on his phone you know it's like you know they're just downloading little applications and it's just like let me just try to make this song on my phone until they eventually can work up to get like a computer and record it on there mm-hmm yeah so going on that you mentioned quite a few rappers so do you think that the main genre that comes about from digital music production is rap or is there a close contender close second i think it just goes like it just goes from like from rap to pop really i don't i mean like if you're talking about like the main genres that are the most popular hip-hop is like doing really good for itself right now and then it's like it's like you have like different people in pop who are just like who are doing well but it's like you have like every other day you hear of a new person a new rapper or whatever Mm. or a new person who makes like uses you know trap beats or whatever Mm -hmm. they're like blowing up and then every once in a while, maybe every three years at this point, okay, now there's a new pop singer and they're just like doing their thing. Mm-hmm. I do agree that rap and hip hop is like the main, like one of the most popular genres right now that came off of like using these like tools, right? <laughs> but they're like nowadays, everything is made on the computer. Facts. Like every song you hear, whether it's like country, rock, like everything is mixed and mastered on the computer. Like, I have a friend, he's in a band. I've seen, like, on their stories, like, they're mixing and mastering their songs on Ableton. And they mm-hmm. do, like, indie and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think at this point, just everyone's, like, using computers and stuff to mix and master and, like, make all their music. Yeah. When you listen to music now, you kind of tell that there's a certain sound that it has when you realize that it's been altered a million times digitally no and then you have a sense of difference when you listen to older music do you think that the quality of music has been diminished compared to classical old techniques or do you think that is actually improved uh, technically speaking it's gotten better yeah if you talk about but, quality, two hundred thousand dollar studio or whatever mm-hmm. you can like create we can recreate the the what do you call it the sound of a two hundred thousand dollar studio in their bedrooms now, but like back then it was like oh I, Jimmy yeah Jimmy makes music in his garage I know Jimmy everyone knows Jimmy you know mm-hmm. and it's just like everyone has that 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 closeness because they know that oh that's that's why people like um like X or whatever right early X like his mixing wasn't good or anything. So it just sounded really raw. It sounded really like underground. So everyone could like kind of feel closer to it. And, you know, 
yeah like like the, like the technical part of it like like technically it's better yeah. but a lot of people would argue that like the old kind of like vintage sounding stuff is better just because it has like more warmth to it like the, the vinyl cracker yeah, yeah like like the rawness it sounds it sounds like it sounds like this band made it in their garage you know and then it sounds like they made it in a that's why people like music like grunge and all that stuff because they just feel closer to it. it sounds more raw okay so it sounds like both of you would agree that the quality has gone up though it is really dependent on the listener is there a change in culture I mean, when it comes to people, young people like our age, we usually tend to lean on our time. No, not a lot of people would say that they listen to 50s, 60s or 70s or most popularly, maybe just 80s. But do you think that there's a change in culture because of digital technology? And what way do you think it has affected us other than just our taste? Um, I would say, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like this is something that people always bring up is like people's um their span their 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 kind. You know what I'm talking about? The like how fast they get bored or something. It's like mm-hmm. I mean, like attention span. Yeah, yeah attention span. So like, I feel like it's a big thing where everyone's like, oh, like younger people's attention spans are like so low. It's like they make songs that are one minutes, two minutes, because that's all they can you know like. It, they get bored of anything longer than like three minutes so i feel like that's and i think that's kind of true too I, I, it's, it's you know like sometimes i hear a song and i'm like this song has been going on too long you probably should have ended already mm-hmm. yeah 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 i get you i was listening actually to a song i'm gonna mention it it was about seven minutes long and then probably the last two minutes were just them going ham on like their instruments and then <laughs> yeah. like the occasional like hum or like high pitch like i don't know like little melody so i mean when it comes to modern technology and when it comes to music production using said technology it does seem like we kind of lean towards the shorter side of things but is there any real positive is there any actual benefit of having shorter music when it comes to publication in the yeah, you, could, you could make like I think it's like you can make um you can like make albums with shorter songs and since the songs are short you can have more songs on your albums. True. And it's like if you're also making shorter songs, you're not spending as much time on the song, so you can also just like create more. Mm-hmm. True. I think that would be like one of the main benefits of having shorter songs. I think also what do you call it? The replay replay value of the song goes up when it's shorter cuz like when you hear a song is three minutes long, right? Mm-hmm. You like you feel you and you listen to the full three minutes, you get the full song. So you're like, okay, I listened to this song already. Like I got the full experience of listening to the song. But when a song's like one minute, you'll be like, Whoa, what the heck? The song's already done. Especially if you like it. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, Whoa, what the heck? The song's already done. Let me listen to it again. And that's another stream for the what do you call it? For the artist. That's yeah. true. In that sense, is it, Haji, is it preferable to have quantity over quality? Isn't there, is there ever a time when the song is just really poorly made because it was rushed and it just doesn't have any replay value? I think, I think the first like 30 seconds of your song, 
like the person listen, listening to it has to get like kind of roped in. Like if they're not interested in it, then they're going to get bored of it even quicker. And they're just going to be like, okay, I don't want to listen to this anymore. Yeah. So I'll anything... see even quicker than that, to be honest. Like for me, like if I'm listening to someone's like album or EP, single, whatever it is, if I'm not like hooked the first like 15 seconds, I'm, I'm not going to listen to it. Or I'm going to skip like halfway to the song. Yeah. to hear like the full thing you get me they're like a part that's better than this part right here you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's why everything matters that's why you know every like every little piece of a song matters that's why you know so a song can be super short but like you have to you know you have to make sure that the song is good enough to where it, it you know it still has that replay value that you're looking for so people can be like whoa what the heck instead of uh that was that was meh mm-hmm. yeah i think it also depends too like like there's some songs that i listen to like for example like schoolboy q is a rapper i listen to a lot right and mm-hmm. he doesn't have any short songs well i don't, I don't know about any but like for like most of the songs i listen to by him are like three to like like two and a half like to six minutes long right yeah and it's like if he if he made short songs I don't think I would like him as much as a musician just because, like, I think his, like, the music he makes is better when the songs are longer and I don't have to, like, repeat them. Mm-hmm. So that definitely plays a role the length of the actual song. Now I want to move, I want to transition to a different subject, which goes hand in hand, of course, with music production. But it's the actual artistry that comes along with it. So when it comes to the artistry, do you think that both of you would consider all people that make music artists? Or is there a fine line between a musician and a musician who's also an artist? I think all musicians are artists. Yeah, I think music is just a form of art. It's okay. like, like, I would like, I think like that, that question is basically the same thing as like, if you if you make art, are you an artist? Yeah, you got me. Mm-hmm. If you draw, are you considered an artist? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. It's funny. I see, I see like stuff like that a lot, actually. What? Like, a, like a lot of like people saying that beat makers aren't artists or people who make beats or like people who make music digitally aren't musicians oh, type. I see, I see that type of stuff everywhere. And then I people... think it's funny because like, I'm willing to bet their favorite band or artist or whatever for sure makes their music on a computer exactly mm-hmm. and people don't understand how much producers are like don't get me wrong artists are awesome like artists when i say artists i mean artists as in like like the singers the rappers blah 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 artists are awesome right but like without the producers we're nothing yeah literally okay. yeah so that's true it is a bit of a redundant question to ask, but I guess the, the real question or the better worded question rather would be, do you think that all people that make music are musicians or what type of music, what criteria does one have to meet to be considered a musician? I got you. That's a, that's a very good question. I've actually thought about that like multiple times, like, like okay. throughout my life, to be honest, like, I wouldn't say my entire life, like, especially as of lately, like, like, for example, let's get, like, let's take, like, hyper pop, like, which is a subgenre 
of yeah. like trap and pop and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So hyper pop is like you get you get like your beat right, which is usually like very energetic, fast, and like high pitched and stuff like that, right? Okay. Yeah. And like a lot of hyper pop artists, like I don't know if you've heard like a hyper pop artist raw vocals, but like technically speaking, it sucks. It's like hot garbage, right? But <laughs> they put like a whole lot of like auto tune and effects, and it sounds kind of fire. You feel me? Yeah. So it's like, I think I think it's like, I think. I wouldn't say it's opinionated, but I think it's more like an inter like interpretation kind of thing. Like yeah. you could say, yeah, they are musicians because they're making music. Yeah. But like when a lot of people think of a, of a musician, they think of someone who's like just good. Yeah, like plays an instrument or they're just good at like the music they make on their own. You get me? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm just gonna read it out real quick because I I looked up the definition of musician. <laughs> It's um a musician is a person who composes, conducts, or performs performs music. Okay. So yeah, yes. by that definition, I guess you consider you could consider everyone who makes music a musician. So, yeah. is everybody that makes music, and is thus considered a musician, also an artist? Um, I would say yeah. Okay. This is really interesting. Like you, you, you're, you're, you're bringing stuff together that I don't think about. I think what it seems like is that the audience is really what makes an art form or a musician in particular stand out from the rest and kind of validates the general opinion of what a musician is. But everybody in their own right should be considered an artist and a musician depending on what they're making. Would you all agree? What do you mean by like depending on what they're making? So not necessarily just musicians, but artists, for example, seeing as the length criteria in a song doesn't make you a musician any more or less of a musician. Same thing would go, for example, for what I do. I, I do graphic design. If your median is in the physical world or if it's in the digital world, it doesn't matter necessarily what your audience is. You're still artist in your own right, in your own form, because of what you're making. I would say yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you all say that the audience needs to be a certain type of audience for your music to be more or less considered an art form or more or less rather considered a type of music? I would say not really, no. But it it's okay because, like, let's take, like, Old Town Road, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Old Town Road kind of, like, made a lot of people think, like, oh, like, like is it hip-hop or is it country or is it a weird fusion between the two? You got me? Yeah. And, like, the majority of people who, like, listen to Lil Nas X or, like, are fans of that one song are like part of the hip hop community, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if the majority of the people who listen to that song were like part of the country community, right? I still don't think that would change the fact that people would still be questioning what genre it is or like what type of music it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's true. People tend to put, um, labels on things to make it easier to consume yeah 
That's why dramas exist in the first place. Okay. Yeah, that's a great point. I I really didn't consider it. I didn't really consider that particularly. But it's a great point that you're making that the genre doesn't necessarily make your music. The genre just categorizes your music. And it doesn't always fit perfectly. And it really makes the audience question what exactly they're listening to, really, or what type of music they're really considering to be music. So, yeah, that's a great point. So for the next part, I want to touch back on the technology that you all use. And I know that we talked about how you could use something as simple as your phone. But there's going to be some technology, I would imagine, that you just can't do without other than just your computer. Would you all happen to have any type of other peripherals, maybe? I would say, like, my my mouse. <laughs> I need that. Okay. Um, I would have to say, for, yeah, for me, though, I'd say, for me, like, if I had to choose one, that would be hard, like, only one. But I would say my main things are, like, my MIDI keyboard, and then my speakers. Oh yeah, speakers. Yeah, because it's like, like there's a lot more to making the music than just making the music. Like mixing and mastering, yeah. is a huge part of part. of actually like making making it fit together and sound good. Yeah, and like, a lot of people don't realize this, but mixing and mastering is a very visual thing. Yeah. So it's like yeah. I could I could mix and ma- master with like not the best speakers, but like I have nice speakers, right? And having nice like when I got them, like it made a huge difference in my mixes. Not gonna lie, like like my mixing became like really good. Like my mixing became better in the past like couple like months of having those speakers than it had been like the years before that. Yeah. So it's like, and then with, with my keyboard, it's like a lot of people like to, like, okay, so when you're making like beats and stuff with like using MIDI, like you click in the notes with your mouse, you could do that, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, I like to like play stuff out, you get me? It just, it just makes the whole process smoother and, and like faster and more enjoyable and less, less boring. So it's like, for me, for me, it would be like, like between my speakers or my keyboard. Okay. I agree. That was fire. I agree. <laughs> I think I think me is just I just need like my microphone and then like with my microphone I could just not gonna lie. Like my music turned from like like bad to like average when I got my microphone. Cause I used to record on my phone, like on my like in I used to record everywhere. I used to record I used to be walking home freaking the wind blowing by and i'm just like recording like a song and then like when they snapped to me i was like what am i doing like this isn't good this this is just bad mm-hmm. i was like i need to get a microphone and i got a microphone i got my what do you call it my isolation shield so that you know it sounds all crispy and you don't hear my whole entire room and so yeah and when i got those the quality of my music jumped up like 20 times nice okay so i i read a little bit on the type of music quality and the different mediums that you have to maybe not necessarily have to but you usually would 
pass it through. So do you ever find yourselves sending it out to friends or putting it on different speakers or, or in some sort of or some sort of other form to try to get a different sound coming out or see and analyze the sound a little bit differently? For sure. A hundred percent. What I do is I, I'll make my beat, right? Okay. Obviously, depending on like what's going on, like if I need to use my speakers, because it's like, I mean, if I need to use my headphones because late as late at night and I can't use my speakers or if it's like during the day and I can use my speakers, I'll like do like you, you get me, I'll use what I can depending on my yeah. environment. But like if I'm in the car, I'm going to listen to my beat on the car speaker, see how it sounds on the car speakers. Mm-hmm. If I'm making the beat on my speakers, after I make the like after a while of using my speakers, I'll like go to my headphones, right? Mm-hmm. Or like when the beat's done, if I can't go in my car, I'll listen on my AirPods. I like to listen like through a whole lot of different references. Because yeah. like you can make something that only sounds good on a certain like exactly speaker. Like I remember um when my when my mixes were like mediocre and stuff, what I would do is I would make the beat, right? And I'd be like, Oh, this is this is so good, right? And I would go to like my friend's house play on his speaker while I'm hanging out with him and it would be garbage and I'd be like bro I promise it did not sound like this at my house you feel, <laughs> you feel me like exactly. so you definitely gotta like listen to it through a lot of different references yeah to like because different get... different because different um, yeah different um sources different, yeah they have what do you call it they all have different things like my earphones just broke today which Ooh. really sucks so I'm using my my second pair that I already had. I already bought them. And I just didn't use them, and these feel totally different just because my other earphones had like stupid highs, like the highs were like really like loud, mm-hmm. but on these the lows are really loud. So like it's just a weird shift, but like I'm glad that like you know I still have my speakers to kind of like, so like it makes it easier for me to um to transition into these new earphones, you know? Yeah. But it's like the earphones bring out a different sound than my last earphones and my speakers bring out a different sound than my earphones and my phone brings out a phone without anything plugged in brings out a different sound than both of them. And then, you know, phone with earphones plugged in, you know, has a different sound going to car, play it, it has a different sound, play it on my TV. It has a completely different sound. So it's like, you know, yeah, you know, that yeah. Sure reminds me, um, like like when, okay before I got the speakers that I have I'm I was using these little like cheap speakers right like some like budget speakers right yeah and obviously like they they were they I would say they were less than mediocre they weren't like absolutely terrible but like the bass wasn't that good on them right mm. like the bass and the sub and all that so I would make beats like when I first like got them. And I would be like, shit, I can bass that well. So I would like turn the bass turn all the way up, up when I'm mixing it. Yeah. And then like listen to it on my car speakers. And That's I don't know true. if you know, but car speakers, like those speakers like are bass boosted as fuck. I would I would listen to it on my car and it would scare me how loud like I would jump like at how loud it was sometimes. So I'd be like, yeah. holy crap, like I didn't I do not remember the bass being this loud. But it was because I was I was trying to mix the bass on speakers that like didn't have good bass quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the same with um what do you call it? I I it's the same thing with what do you call it with the song I made called like I put it out and I played it on my TV 
like with my Xbox. And I was like, bro, I can't even hear like my main voice. Like every everything, like I heard the background more than I heard like I heard like the sides more than I heard the middle. And I was like, oh bro, this really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but then I played another song and I was like, oh, this sounds better, you know, like someone, you know, someone else's song, like a professionally mixed song. I was like, oh, this sounds better. That, that you know, it was my fault. Like I had to, you know, I should have watched out for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's interesting how you how you both like well you both went really in depth, so that's great. But how you all mentioned that there's a difference in in the way that your that your music's consumed now, and then it really depends on at the end of the day how the the listener is actually listening to it. I'm gonna use my example, and it's not it's not nothing it's not anything music related. But since I do graphic design, I have three different monitors, and three of them have actually have a different um, like color grade on them. Like they're, they're set up a different way, each one. And then depending on whatever I'm designing, I just throw it on each one and then I see how it would look on each median. And of course, when you go into the, to the physical world and you go to print it out in a different way, you see that it's a little bit different now. So it really, at the end of the day, depends on how you're producing it, like you all mentioned, and then also how it's being consumed. So it's really interesting to see how that doesn't actually change with music. Music is just as complex, if not more, than any other, you know, production medium. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. For the end of this segment, we're just going to talk a little bit more about what we expect to see or what we have rather seen currently as a culture, as a society, because of the accessibility to music production. So have you all seen a, a recent boost or any type of increase in the amount of people doing music production in in the last few years, especially now with the pandemic? I would imagine there's been quite a few more more artists or more musicians popping around. Do you think that that's a good thing? Do you think that it's helped the culture? How do you, do you think it's helped the actual music world, or has it hindered it in any way? Um. Yeah. Well, back to the first question, I've definitely noticed a lot more people who make music. And I don't know, okay, so, like, obviously, like, when I first started, I wouldn't know, because I wasn't, like, that involved in that many communities and talking to many other musicians. It wasn't until, like, it really wasn't until, like, two or three years ago where I was really, like, interacting with, like, a lot of people who did, like, the same thing that I'm doing. Yeah. Where they're just like making like music on their computer and stuff. I would say I've definitely noticed like like a lot more people, like just like like bedroom producers just like doing their thing, making beats and recording songs and stuff. Okay. Hundred percent. And I would say it's like I wouldn't say it's hindered like the culture, but I'd say that it's also made a lot more space for like crappy production like there's a there's a lot more people doing it so the standard is gonna go the standard is gonna go like higher and lower at the same time because there's like more competition the the community is more saturated you have a lot of people doing the same thing but at the same time it lowers the standard because then it's like oh there's a lot more people that also suck at it yeah so it's like i don't I, i don't i don't have to be a like amazing at the same time you get me okay 
Well, I wanted to. That's that's definitely, I guess, what most people would would see. That there's, you know, since there's more people, there's going to be people that maybe aren't as qualified to to be making music. But do you think that, seeing as music is an art form, do you think that there's kind of more leniency to whatever you're making that it could still be considered a work of art, even if you're novice at it? For sure, yeah. Definitely. I think it's like especially like choo- and when you choose whatever genre that you like wanna go in, if you even like decide like I wanna go this specific genre, if you mm-hmm. choose whatever genre that you go in, what do you call it? Um, there's gonna be different standards for each genre. So it's like in this genre, this like quality of music is like good, but this quality is like horrible. And it's like it could be the difference between just like how loud your voice is or like how hard the freaking bass hits or something, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it leaves a lot of space for a lot of people to, especially to, what do you call it? To, um, to make new stuff. And then I've met so many, so many, so many, so many young. And when I say young, I mean, younger than me. I mean like 13 year olds, like out here making music, like, about to reach my level and I've been doing it for two years and they've been doing it for four months, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, that's crazy. And then, you know, it, it and then it goes to your character, whether or not you want to like help those new people, because obviously a lot, a lot of them aren't going to last. What, what do you call it? Like, cause a lot of people are just bored right now. Okay. With, you know, a lot of people are bored. So a lot of people just try it and they're like, Oh, okay. I'm kind of good at this. Right. So mm-hmm. after, you know, after all this stuff with everybody having to stay inside with the self-isolation, a lot of people are going to be like, okay, I don't really want to make music anymore. It's not that interesting to me. I want to continue what I was doing before. I want to do this career path or whatever. Yeah. But um, what do you call it? Some of those people who are doing it and just are trying it out and, you know, kind of like it might just keep doing it, keep trying it out and keep, you know, kind of liking it or whatever and just like go crazy with it and i think that's beautiful i think that just adds to the culture okay great i'd like to oh i'd like to bring back the what you said real quick about how like people who have been doing this kind of thing longer than people who like haven't like whether they have like the right to judge what's good music Mm -hmm. um I would say not really like obviously you can judge music and say whether it's good or not and that's your opinion but it's like all these like subgenres, right yeah like hyper pop um lo-fi hip-hop yeah like all this stuff literally like the whole point of it like the whole aesthetic behind it is that it doesn't necessarily suck but that the quality is not as good like lo-fi hip-hop for example like a lot, what a lot of people do is they intentionally make like their melodies and all the things like the mix sound like it's off of VHS or like yeah. it has vinyl crackle in the background, which yeah. technically speaking is like crappy audio quality, right? Mm-hmm. And then like Hyperpop, for example, you have like people like bass boosting the crap out of everything which technically speaking is not good at all, but it's like, that's the whole point of it. 
and a lot of people like it. So it's like, you can have your own opinion as someone who's like technically good at like making beats or music production, right? Yeah. But I think in the end, that's it's more of like an opinionated, opinionated thing, not really like. Yeah. You can't you can't say that this music genre is like actually bad. That's just your opinion. That's not like the music genre is not bad just because it's bad. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's not. I would agree with you. It's not something that people can just critique just as a blanket statement that this music is bad or this music is is good. The very fact I would say that music is an art form makes it that there is no standard. That there's no standard of what can be considered good and bad because it's really up to the musician to create something new, something that they enjoy, something that they feel is music. And that's yeah. beautiful, like how Hachi said it. It's an art form in its own right. So thanks for sharing that, guys. I I appreciate it. We're going to close off this first segment, and then we're going to start out the second segment. Uh, stay tuned. And in that segment, we're going to talk a little bit about just what we expect to be in the future. We're going to talk more about how it's evolving at the moment, what we're expecting to see on a cultural level here in the U.S., but also online, along with their direct opinions on what music is expected to look like in the near future in their productions. So stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to the Great Modern Podcast. We're here again with Hachi and Kai. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. So if you guys missed the first segment, uh, make sure to click on that, too. If you guys clicked here on the second segment first, then you guys can listen to the full podcast going back to the last segment. So in this part, we're going to talk mainly about what we speculate the future of music production is going to be like. Both Kai and Hachi here do music. They're music producers. And they have their beats and they have their music and they have their songs all published at the moment. Uh, towards the end, you guys can see kind of what their evolution is going to look like. And also, they're going to have a shout out if you guys want to listen to them too. So, first off, what do you all think is the evolution technology-wise of what we're looking at for music production? Alright, so like I think... I think in the like in the future, like AI is definitely going to be more implemented into music. It's going to be a lot more popular because we already have like those, like those AI programs. Like right now, we don't really got like, like we don't really got people making entire songs solely using just like AI technology, right? But we just got like people using it to help them. Like for example, there's websites out there where you can put in an audio file like of your song, and like the website would just like mix it for you. It's not like someone else is like a different person's mixing it for you, but the actual computer is like listening to your song and thinking like, oh, this could be better. You feel me? This could yeah. be quieter. This could be louder. Okay. So it's like right now we just got like little things like that to help us make the music. But I think for sure, like people are going to be making entire songs just with AI. Yeah. Okay. And there's definitely, there's, there's like, there's, there's like, and I, I don't remember where I saw this. It must have been somewhere on YouTube because you know how YouTube is. Um, I saw, like, there's supposed to be, like, AI artists where, like, these artists are, like, they have a voice. And the, the voice is obviously, you know, the voice is created by someone real, right? But, like, the what do you call it? The songs, the what do you call it? 
all the stuff, like the lyrics, the songs, the actual like putting it together, you know, the rap, you know, the rapping, the singing, everything. It's the AI is just the AI doing it by itself, and then the AI has a has, has a character that someone creates and that is someone's voice, and they just you know make their they they do it where they're like oh say la, 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 and then the AI can just say whatever that it needs to say using <laughs> that person's voice. So yeah. I think that's just crazy as heck. That, you know, since it's interesting, since it's an AI, since it's an actual computer, like making the music, then people are obviously going to be attracted to that. They're going to be like, wow, this little AI, this little character thing made this song that's crazy. Let me go listen to it. And then the song say, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, oh my God, it said, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And then also, what do you call it? Like Kai said, with the, um, with like things will mix and master for you. I feel like with that, it's going to, like the skills that me and Kai have are probably less going to be used because me yeah, and Kai make less demand for them. Exactly. Me and Kai, me and Kai are, are have to, you know, take all this time by ourselves and like actually learn how to do stuff because we don't have like the great programs to do this, you know, to mix and master for us. And I've used mixing, I've used master like things that master for you. And mm-hmm. they're just not, like they're good, they're all right, but they're not like where they need to be to like be like as like my my mastering, my mixing, blah blah blah, is better than what you call it than than the computers right now. But it's like soon, you know, it's probably not gonna be like that. Yeah, no, nah, it's definitely gonna improve very fast. It's like I was thinking, I was actually, I wouldn't say the other day, but like very recently, I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, like my whole career could possibly be like exactly no, not no as not as great as i want it to be just because like maybe this ai technology blows up around the time where like i'm an adult and like that's my whole thing you get me yeah and it's like it's like i was thinking about it but it's like like no matter how good the ai gets it's like the people who like my music they like it because it's my style right mm-hmm Exactly. And, you know, like, obviously, AI is, like, artificial intelligence. That's what it means. Like, like it learns from its environment, right? Yeah. It works like a human brain. So an AI is going to have, like, a combination of, like, what's implemented into it and what it learns. So the AI is going to have its own style. So I, I was thinking about it, and, like, it's a little scary to think about. <laughs> but at yeah, the same yeah. time, it's, like, I don't think it's as big as a, as a deal as we might make it seem. Okay. I wanted to to talk just on that. It's great that you mentioned it. Um, if we if we think back to the first IBM computers, they were the size of refrigerators, right? They were they were whole rooms, just of IBM computers first used, of course, with the government. But these computers had the capacity to do no more than just a few calculations, something that we can do now really simply on our phones now. And and it's you know Moore's law every year every two years things get double the amount better than they were the year before the two years before so basically when it comes to ai it is a system of algorithms and like you said kai it is kind of like a human brain but i would kind of liken that to more of somebody copying your style and not really a copy of you making your style so 
like you said, like the audience that listens to you is going to be, or anybody for that matter, they're going to listen because it's the way that you create your thing. And there's always going to be that artistry to to music because the artists itself themselves are the ones creating it. For example, you can think about artists that have drastically changed their genre and have still had a solid audience, if not more of an audience. For example, the first person that comes to mind would probably be like Miley Cyrus, no? A huge genre or, you know, a difference in, in her appearance and the way that she interacts with, with her audience, but she still has the same amount of people following her, if not more. So I feel that it's the same kind of concept when it comes to AI. And it's interesting that you all mentioned that from the get-go about what we expect in the future. But AI necessarily isn't what we all make it out to be. And it's important that you said that, that it may not be as big of a threat as we may consider. But on that note, seeing as AI would one day be able to replicate certain genres of music and maybe even take their own chunk in, in the music world, do you think that there's going to be more of a demand or less of a demand for artists, like you all said, maybe like bedroom artists like we have now? I think it depends. So I think I think the thing that like makes bedroom artists or garage artists, whatever you want to call them, so like likable is that for the most part, like if like it feels more humble, it's like, oh, just sure. someone in their bedroom, they don't have like a crazy setup you get me and they're still making like at the very least like decent music yeah so i think there will always be like a fan base for that or like a community of like yeah of people who are like more into like bedroom artists than like mainstream artists but at the same time like if ai does get so good to the point where like like the mixing or the music is quite literally like perfect. I think there will definitely be like less of a demand or like a smaller audience for like those kinds of like bedroom artists or people who are considered to be like not perfect. True. Okay. I think, what do you call it? I think um, from what I've seen with AI, with AI, especially with like AI artists specifically, right? I think... And and actually no, and AR and AI mixing and mastering, I think that the way you call it the um the person the, the main thing is that there's no personality with it like with with AI it's like because what makes up a personality what makes up a person is not just their surroundings but like who they are like like what they were born with like you're born you're this person and your surroundings can shape that yeah but AI only has that your surroundings can shape that so you know it's like oh ai wants to make an artist like lil pump they can do that very easily they could just get lil pump lyrics get people who sound like lil pump's lyrics and their flow their cadence blah 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 right put it into an ai boom the ai can come up with a lil pump but like for the ai to like to make a new artist like a new new artist like something that's like original, which is what people love so much. People love like original music. That I came something new. I that's gonna be like, that's gonna be like, almost impossible for something that's you know not an actual human brain. Yeah. You know? I'd actually like to say something about that. 
I mean, so you're saying that like it would be hard for them to create like an AI to create something that's like new or like unique, right? Because they're yeah. they're 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 making music based off like what they're learning. That's the whole yeah. point of AI is that it, like learns on its own without someone needing to put in the numbers for it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, isn't that what we're doing? Like, our style is clearly like influenced by other artists. Like, our music is the way it is because of the things that we see yeah. and the things that we like. And obviously, like like you said, it's different. Like, like we were born the way we are, right? And like AI is like, it's not like born in the same way that we are, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I feel like, like, like AI could definitely make something unique. Like that's not like, it's not like AI is only limited to like making like, oh, this song is like inspired by Travis Scott, for example. And it yeah. sounds like Travis Scott. I think an AI could definitely learn from like a Travis Scott song and then make its own music that you can tell it's inspired by Travis Scott, but it sounds like its own thing at the same time. I think AI yeah. could definitely be capable of that. But I think I think also with AI, I think AI would try to be too perfect for that. Because a lot of the people, a lot of the new genres that are being made, they don't get made on purpose. They're not like, oh, I like... I want to perfect this sound specifically. They're like, oh, I accidentally did this and it sounds good to me. I want to continue <laughs> trying to do this. I want to see how far I can go with doing specifically this. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like a lot of a lot of what do you call it? And don't get me wrong, you're like completely white where like we get we get every we we get like our music from other people's music. Like we I you know, if whatever you listen to, if you listen to Juice Roll. When you first start making music, you're gonna sound like Juice World because you want to make Juice World type music. You want to make music that you would like, and the music that you would like is Juice World, so you're gonna sound like Juice World. So it's like, but it's also, oh, I sound like Juice World in this song, but I listen to this other song, and it sounds a little bit different. I'm gonna try that. Let's see. Let's see how that sounds, but with the same Juice World beat, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So I think AI would have to, AI would have to, they'd have to teach AI to be, they'd have to teach AI to be unique. Yeah. Like, to like, to make mistakes, to not be, you know, perfect in the way that it is right now where they're just, they, it's just, you know, they're trying to make it a perfect kind of thing. They're trying to make it match what like people like now. Yeah. Instead of yeah, trying I to make get something that. new. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a hassle when it comes to actually programming some artificial intelligence like that and it's something that we always talk back or we what we always go back to when it comes to to these podcasts always in the second segment it's really interesting how ai has has made or rather paved a way for all different types of mediums of what we can look at in the future but other than ai looking maybe five ten years in the future is there one thing other than ai that that you are really excited about in your personal music? Um, in, our, in our music. I mean, I'm like... forward to working with Kai. For sure, yeah. <laughs> but so you mean, like, you mean, like, like, my personal music as in, like, stuff I'm looking forward to, like, just, like, me as an individual? Yeah. You, you as an artist, in the future, maybe five to ten years, technology-wise, what are you looking forward to? weird stuff to be honest there's a lot of weird like hardware out there 
like a lot of the stuff I see, like like digital, like software. You get me? It's just like it's like digital synthesizers, right? That's like the majority of what I see. Okay. And it's like I don't want to say generic stuff, but it's like it's like a lot of stuff we've already seen. But I see a lot of weird hardware out there. Like I like I like just doing stuff that I don't really hear very often or I've never heard, and then trying to make it sound good. I agree with that. I think I think I think every time that something I'm I've always been attracted to weird stuff. I've never been like I've never been like oh like even when I first started making music I was never like oh I want to sound like this artist I was like oh I want to kind of do what this artist does but like different you know like I want to I want to I want to yeah. do what this artist does I want to feel like the same like my thing with music has always been oh I want people to feel how I feel when I listen to new songs you know but for you know them to do that I can't do the same thing that another artist does or else it's gonna be like oh what do you call it you sound just like this artist oh this is cool i guess you know <laughs> but if you hear that little that you know here's something weird like you hear the sonic ring or whatever you'll be like yo what the heck that was weird but it was kind of hard too because the way that he put it in and it's like blah blah you know like it's yeah. like it's like little stuff and then you know just weird stuff like i've always been I just always like weird stuff. So I know that the weirder that stuff becomes, the more I'm going to adapt to that. And I, I don't know, like, like, I feel like one day I'm eventually going to go mainstream as in I'm going to be like a mainstream kind of artist or whatever. But like, I don't know what the heck is going to happen with my fan base. They're going to have to be very open-minded because I'm very open-minded. So it's like, every time I find something new, I'm going to try that. I'm gonna and if I if I like it enough, I'll put it out. I'll be like, this is this is my new thing. Yeah. How do you feel about this? You know? Yeah. No, I get it's also you don't really know what's gonna be like considered mainstream in the next five years. Oh god, it could be like, stu- like stuff like <laughs> yeah, hyperpop could be mainstream within the next five years. But like it's like it's like in the sense that was mainstream now, you might have told someone ten years ago like what it was and they would have been like Oh no way in hell that's mainstream. Exactly. Now you got Yeah. Now you got Cuz you like I it. think I think hyperpop could already be considered like somewhat mainstream. Cuz you got people like Rico been, Nasty. Yeah. Rico Nasty has a decent amount of like hyperpop songs. Where? Like, I don't I know what they're I don't yeah, that. I don't know what they're called, but I remember listening to her, her most recent album like a couple weeks ago. And like she had like a couple hyper pop songs on there, and I was I was like listening to like what the hell like, what was it was it good was it fire? No, it was fire. That's pretty cool. I think these um, I think bro, new these new artists are gonna just go crazy. Like especially next five years, with uh, like with all this time that we have now with with the self isolation with with the you know staying home all that stuff the newer artists are gonna be freaking insane i think like people are just not gonna know how to handle it bro and people like um like like suicide boys like 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 the entirety of like g59 and then like Lil peep right like all like the whole like screamo emo rap like kind of thing yeah like if you told someone 10 years ago that that was gonna be mainstream they would have been like what the fuck they would have they would have they would not believe you. They would just would not believe you. Because 10 years ago, 
what had to be mainstream was definitely pop and then like rap was like slowly getting to be you know like people were messing with it more you have people like eminem all this kind of stuff that were like like the people that you would listen to yeah yeah okay well that's uh that's definitely great insight and i know that definitely what the future holds nobody can tell at the moment but it seems like both of you have a sense of what you're looking for when it comes to your personal music and i i, I too am i'm really excited about what the new sounds can be you know the new ways that we can that we can make new music um but like i said that's up to the future that's not really up to us at the moment yeah yep so i'd like to thank both of you for being on this on this episode um and to those listeners um feel free to listen to the first segment if you haven't already and share with others if you want to have them take a listen to the podcast and also listen a little bit on the insight from both Kai and Haji. So once more, thank you very much for being on here. And is there anything that you guys wanted to say to close or maybe a shout out? Um, I'm going to shout out my own page real quick. Yeah. So on, so my, my artist name is Kanashi Boy, spelled K-A-N-A-S-H-I-B-O-I on Instagram. Yeah. That's fire. My name is my name is Hachi, but it's not regular Hachi. It's Hachi with an X instead of an A. So it's H X C H I. And I make I make really weird music and I make really like really generic music at the same time. So it's like check it check it out because you might enjoy it. Okay. Great. So I hope you listeners enjoyed. Uh feel free, like I said, to share. Uh, and if you haven't already once more take a look at the first segment we talked about the actual tools that both of these artists use and then also about what technology is looking like at the moment and how it's affected our current culture so make sure you take a listen to that if you haven't already so this has been amir hachi and kai and thank you for listening and as always keep on innovating